Hey there, folks. Is the Biden administration hiding secret intelligence showing Russia's plans to put a nuclear weapon in space? It's the big news out of Washington this week. I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello, great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, Nikki Haley, the last one standing against Donald Trump. She says she's not going anywhere first. And as we always like to do, we kick it off with Ticker Hot Shots. Veronica Dudo is in New York. Great to see Veronica now. Really interesting story. Sources within the GOP sounding the alarm, emphasizing what they consider a national security threat linked to Russia's desire to deploy nuclear weapons in space. Sounds really quite frightening. Um, What do we know about this? So the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner released this statement saying that he is urging the Biden administration to talk about this uh, urgent national security threat. Now, we did also hear from the House Speaker Mike Johnson. He said the threat is not immediate and there is no need for public alarm. Now, this comes as the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that uh, the Gang of Eight was made aware of this this week and that they will be holding a briefing on Thursday where Mm. uh, the lawmakers will be learning more information. So really a fascinating uh, development. Well, so many questions, right? Like they're they're not (laughs) answering the questions. That's a weird thing. You mentioned Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. Uh, We can take a listen now to what he had to say. So first, I reached out uh, earlier this week to the Gang of Eight uh, to offer myself up for a personal briefing to the Gang of Eight. And in fact, we scheduled a briefing for the four House members of the Gang of Eight tomorrow. Uh, That's been on the books. So I am a bit surprised that Congressman Turner came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our intelligence and defense professionals tomorrow. That's his choice to do that. All I can tell you is that I'm focused on going to see him, sit with him, as well as the other House members of the Gang of Eight tomorrow. And I'm not in a position to say anything further from this podium at this time. That reminds me of when I was a kid, my mum would say, did you steal the cookies? And instead of saying yes or no, I go on this wild rant about the question. Um, That kind of didn't answer the question about whether or not Russia's putting nukes in space. Absolutely. You know, in in a lot of media outlets are are reporting different things that they're hearing and, you know, sources are saying it's potentially something involving Russia and potentially involving space. So uh, it, it, just, you know, adds to the fascination. Of course, that uh, really kind of sounds like a movie plot right now, uh, not trying to make light of something that could be, you know, national. Well, the idea is that um, I think the, the, the concept is, uh, from what we understand from Mr. Turner, is that the nuclear weapons aren't going to be used to be dropped down on us people, but to take out other satellites. Going back to what Einstein said, there's no point of a nuclear weapon. It's like trying to take out a flea with a nuclear weapon. Why would you use a nuclear weapon in space to take out satellites? Um, it's a, a very unusual move, uh, to say the least. Let's move on to Nikki Haley, uh, the Republican candidate describing Trump as unhinged and diminished in a scathing critique of his post-presidential conduct. She was speaking on NBC Today. Um, have a listen to what she spoke about, because um, the message just doesn't seem to be getting through, according to the polls. You and I have been speaking about this, Veronica. That's the question that was put to her. Why has your message not 
broken through so far? Well, I think my message has broken through. Not only are we getting Republicans, we're getting independents, we're getting Reagan Democrats, the people who want the anger to stop, the people who want the division to stop, and the people who want us to stop having 80-year-old candidates. Is there one state where you could say right now, we can win there? You need 1,215 delegates coming out of New Hampshire. He had 32, I had 17. We've got multiple states. After South Carolina, within 10 days, 10 days we're going to hit 20 states. What do you reckon, Veronica? You've got to give it to her. She's the last one standing. She absolutely is. And, you know, she's making a case saying that, you know, she does have support, but it comes down. It's a numbers game. Does she have enough? And so that seems to be where there is some problems. And coming up next, it's South Carolina. She was the governor there. It's her home state. But she's trailing former President Donald Trump by 36 points. This is according to the New York Times polls, political polls, CBS polls. You know, this is also coming off of where there was a symbolic race that was held in Nevada. Trump did not go on that ballot. He was looking at the states that would be awarding delegates. She chose to stay on and Mm. she lost to the opposite column that said none of these candidates. So more voters in just the state of Nevada who went out in the GOP chose none of these candidates. And so, uh, you know, in in terms of... But her point is is that when she goes up against in the polls against Biden, she's actually ahead, whereas Trump is either uh, level pegged on a good day, she says, or running behind. Now, obviously, right now, her challenge is to become the the front runner of the GOP. Otherwise, she won't get anywhere. But uh, the point that she made during this interview, of course, is about whether or not the American people would actually vote for a president who has been convicted of a criminal offence. And let's be honest, that is looking more likely by the day. This was Nikki Haley speaking about whether or not she would give in and become Trump's running mate. Hypothetically, if your former boss is the nominee again, would you serve in in another Trump administration? I don't want anything. I don't want vice president. I don't want anything. And in those circumstances? I don't want anything. It, I mean, you're missing the point. I've said this till I'm blue in the face. I am running against him, not for him. There you go. What do you make of that? Very impassioned. Uh, it's definitely clear. You know, she's looking to take it all. And obviously she is really trying to win her home state. And that's going to be happening next week. All right. Veronica Dudo, host of In America Today here on Ticker. Thanks so much. Thank you. Shortly after Kansas City Chiefs players expressed their commitment to pursuing a third consecutive Super Bowl title, gunshots rang out at the victory parade in the United States. Emergency services, including ambulances, swiftly responded to the incident in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Law enforcement officers quickly approached the area with their weapons drawn. Police verified that one victim has been killed, three individuals hit by gunfire. Several people were transported to hospital for treatment. Prepare for a significant spike in wine and chocolate prices this year. For more, we're joined by Jessamy, market strategist at Moomoo. Wine and chocolate, how big was your Valentine's Day? <laughs> it wasn't big, but I will say it's probably going to be a lot more expensive next year than it was for a lot of people this year. I saw one of my friends in Dubai buying <laughs> um, a $300 bouquet of flowers. I didn't really see anyone forking out. <laughs> that much for a, for a bouquet of flowers here. But um, wow. yeah. How, what sort of how flowers was your cost $300? Day? 
They were roses, roses. Ah, I, I, see, I, I, I don't know the weight, but it was, it was about this big. Well, I guess it makes it was, sense, right? Because I can't imagine that the rose growing industry in Dubai is particularly big. So they probably had to be flown in. Absolutely. Yeah. Tariffs would be a huge thing. Freight costs. Yeah. yeah. Spot on. Well, let's Absolutely. talk about what's happening to, to vineyards as well, um, because we're seeing a bit of this mildew impacting Australian vineyards as well. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. So because of the uh, mildew that's hit um, a lot of crops and wineries and um, and grape growers around Australia, uh, this is, I guess, somewhat of a phenomenon that happens every uh, nine to ten years. Um, I guess now that is why we're seeing um, production will be at its lowest point in 60 years this year. So because of that, we are expecting to see higher prices for wine, particularly because a lot of the grapevines are now, um, I guess, rotting, clusters, shoots. So it's not really uh, looking very good for for those who love a tipple. But I guess for those uh, Aussie investors or potential budding investors, they should keep an eye on Treasury wine estates because they're probably going to be a beneficiary. And we know Treasury wines, remember, uh, their shares were hit and they've been quite down and out since China China slapped that um, almost 170% tariff on Aussie wine back since 2020. And Treasury wine shares haven't really recovered, but all in all do expect higher wine prices ahead this year and probably next year. Well, that isn't great news. Um, interesting though as well about chocolate. So cocoa prices high because, um, well, why? I mean, chocolate costs increasing as well. What's a go with cocoa? Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. So cacao prices are at record highs. Um, I say record highs because they're actually the highest since um, some of our grandparents were around uh, in the 1960s. <laughs> so if we think about cacao futures, basically where the price is likely to go, so cacao futures are up 130% in a year. So they're near $5,900 per metric tonne. Good luck uh, if you're buying chocolate by the ton, but uh, cacao uh, crops have been impacted because 70% of the supply comes from West Africa and they've also been hit by issues there, heavy rains. Heavy rains impacted the crop season last year um, and plus they were hit by infectious diseases. And then the third thing was El Nino brought strong winds to the region and that's dried out many cacao pods and that will impact next year's production as well. So cacao prices, they're probably going to stay elevated. They're probably going to rise again. And we do know that um, Mondelez and Hershey's, they're the big brands behind Toblerone Oreos, Kit Kats. I don't know if any of those are your favourite, Aaron. <laughs> Reese's, Buttercups. Right. But I, have those a, prices, I have a terrible confession to make. I can't stand chocolate. Me. You can't? No, I'm not a chocolate person at all. No, I know. A chocolate just never, ever, ever appeals to me. Yeah, Valentine's Day chocolates, I'm like, thanks. Uh, no, I'm not at all. I prefer the $300 roses, uh, to be honest. But uh, yeah. Not. <laughs> uh, now, um, Uber, I want to talk to you about Uber as well. Um, recent financial results causing an increase in shares. Um, what's going on with them? Because obviously SoftBank has been pushing them for a long time. Uber hadn't made money for a long time. Things starting to turn around over the past few years. Um, what's happening? 
Yes, yeah, spot on. So they've had more bumps on seats. They're continuing uh, continuing to nudge out as the market leader. Their shares jumped 10% overnight, Aaron. And I think since we last spoke about Uber, their shares are up a massive 24%. Um, but last night, Uber announced a $7 billion buyback. And what is a buyback? It basically means they're buying back shares. And that basically, as you would expect, that supports uh, the company's shares growing. But we do know all in all Uber's results uh, recently paved out their first full year of profits since they were founded 14 years ago. So 14 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, no one wanted to touch Uber because they were unprofitable. Mm. But now they're aggressively marketing um, and Uber trips are up considerably and Uber subscribers. So this is great. Tick, tick, tick. And forward earnings are projected to grow um, as much as 40% for the next three years. So a lot of people are loving Uber. All right. One word answer. Would you prefer the roses or the chocolates? Roses. Roses. (laughs) That will be coming in an Uber. Thanks so much, Jess. Appreciate your time as always. (laughs) Thanks, Aaron. Have a great day. I'm going to keep the roses. Thanks for your company. See you soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 